My God, these people love America as much as they love brunch. Yeah. Live from Studio B in the heart of the triad, it's Triad Today with Jeffrey Griffin. There they are. It's the most wonderful time. JG is in the house. Just not that one. Josh Graham in for Jeffrey Griffin this morning. WD, GP on the ones and twos behind the scenes. And we've got a lot to do this morning. I'm so thrilled to be doing the show this morning. Seriously. We will be on in the afternoon, 3 to 6, on the drive. It is a drive takeover of Triad Today. But for those who don't know, our show, The Drive, is the longest-running local sports talk show in the history of the Piedmont Triad. That's true. It's not overstatement. Daily sports talk radio. Not really something that goes back to 1932 when WSJS first went on the air. So... It's something that we're proud of. We were on since uh, the summer of 2018. This is going to be our fifth Christmas. I'm really happy about that. But what the reason I spell all that out for you is to say, this is the first time ever that we've ever done a show in the morning, that I've ever done a show in the morning, because up until this year, SJS wasn't local in the mornings. And that's why, thanks to the folks at Truth Broadcasting and the great management of our GM, Tom Hamilton. This is me just sucking up WD right before the holiday. Don't know. Do I have to see you twice today? <laughs> you do. Hi, <laughs> hi, WD. Hey. Um, <laughs> hey. It's, uh, you know, we, we were able to go back to the roots of what WSJS was such, you know, not really that long ago, but certainly the history of this station going back to the 1930s. It's something that we were proud to do. It's been a great hit. It's been a great year for us here uh, at WSJS. And the fact that we have a local show in the mornings and what Jeffrey Griffin has done over the last six to eight months, it's been a really neat thing to follow. I'm so glad that I get to, I have an opportunity to come in here and spend time talking to you guys. So we're going to bring you if you're familiar with the afternoon show, this is going to be like an all-star show for you. We, we've got all the regulars that we have in the afternoon. If you're not familiar with what we do in the afternoon, well, this is kind of your introduction to it, I suppose. We have our regulars. Darren Vott's going to join us to answer unusual questions. He's the voice of High Point Basketball. He's the voice of USA Baseball. He broadcasts a lot of other stuff as well. A jack-of-all-trades, if you will. B dot. We call him the sixth man of Carolina basketball. Why? Because he's the guy that at Carolina basketball games revs people up as the in arena host. He does that for the Greensboro Swarm and for the Charlotte Hornets as well. He will join us later this hour. John Curry in one hour, Wake Forest director of athletics. He will join us from Tampa tomorrow. Wake Forest has a bowl game against Missouri. Then later on, Jeremy Markovich. Really excited to have him on. Haven't even had him on the afternoon show. He runs the North Carolina Rabbit Hole, where if there, there are a lot of things you might not know about the state of North Carolina. Like just last week, we learned that from Jeremy Markovich that Elon was the site of He Got Game, the college scene. 
with Jesus Shuttlesworth, played by Ray Allen and, and then Denzel Washington. That that college scene was was shot in Elon. He finds these neat things connected to the state of North Carolina and reports about it. And then Hayes Permar will be here to play skips or plays with Hayes. I think I might have forgot to tell WD that we yeah, were doing that today. Yeah, you did. He'll figure it out. You know what we got to do? You you threw at him terrible Christmas songs I, earlier I, this I, week. I did. You need to get your face back. I do. Come up with three better Christmas songs to make Hayes happy later on in the show. There's a lot for us to do today, but as I was kind of telling GP before the show, I uh, I have a what you would call a specialty, and that specialty is sports. If you've ever seen the movie Anchorman, you might remember Brick Tamlin, the character played by Steve Carell, who is a really good weatherman. He is great when it comes to the weather. But outside of the weather, he has an IQ of 48, as he pointed out, while he was putting mayonnaise in the toaster. That is me. Yes, GP. Are you referencing that you have an IQ of 48? I might. I don't know what my IQ is. Do you know what your IQ is? I have no idea. Yeah. WD? No clue. So stick to what you're good at. Play to your strengths. What are people going to be talking about at the water cooler today? Assuming that on December the 23rd, people are in fact going to the water cooler. Probably going to be talking about North Carolina's win last night against Michigan. A night after Wake Forest upset Duke at the Joel, North Carolina beat Michigan last night. Hubert Davis, you'd think he'd be so excited to talk about where his team is at after a four-game winning streak. Don't look now. They lost four in a row. Now they've won four in a row. But Hubert says he's not really worried right now about where this team is headed. He's worried about Christmas. Right now, it's on Christmas. And so I'm looking forward to going home and hanging out with the family. <laughs> That's it. Worried about Christmas. But it might. This is a funny thing that happens. When you have such high expectations and the bar is so ridiculously high, when you don't meet that bar, you might overcorrect. Imagine going to a movie and you're being told it's the greatest movie of all time. Kind of like this Babylon movie that's coming out tomorrow with Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie. My expectations are stupid high for this movie. So when I go in, odds are probably not going to meet those expectations. So you might not think it's a great movie. But if you went in with lower expectations, maybe it actually is, in fact, a really good movie. I say that to say North Carolina was the preseason number one team. They should not have been the preseason number one team. But they were because of what they did in the NCAA tournament. And then they lose four in a row. And people were thinking, oh, they're frauds. That's what they're thinking. But when you look at that four-game streak, eh, all of them are away from Chapel Hill. They're all to good teams. The details, the context matters, holidays, all of that. And none of them were blowouts. And now they won four in a row again. And it turns out they're a really good basketball team. I would not take – there are not 10 basketball teams in America that I would take – over this North Carolina team. They looked like a Final Four team last night. They looked like the Final Four team. Think about this. So the Final Four team only played five guys, essentially. The Iron Five, as they called them. Four of those guys are back. You know what we're calling them? The Core Four. 72 of the 80 points they scored last night, those four guys, Leaky Black, Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, and Armando Baycott. Armando! So that's translating to the morning show, too. Understood. Of course. 
Good win for North Carolina last night. Here's what we're going to do. Transition things to our first guest who's joining us. Roy Williams, speaking of North Carolina, he was sitting courtside at this game. And in watching him, I was reminded of the time he got upset with me and gifted us with a segment that we do with Darren Vaught called Unusual Questions that we'll play for you next. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Put that dial right back where it was. That's right, because this is the station you want to listen to. Rise and shine. It's Triad Today with Jeffrey Griffin. Josh Graham in for Jeffrey Griffin this morning. It is Triad Today. Good morning to you on this Thursday. Before we get to our first guest today, WD, tell the folks about Mayflower Seafood. See, I'm a big seafood guy, so this is right up my alley. If I'm going to have seafood, like it's going to be Mayflower. It has to be. Important. Now, it's very important. I'm very picky about seafood. I've been to Mayflower, not have too you? far from our studio here. Fantastic hmm. stuff. You might have to treat me sometime. Just saying. Because you know what's good over there. I do know what's good. Now... They do have more than seafood, because not everybody's into seafood. They, I mean, they are very versatile over there. They have steaks, salads, burgers, teriyaki chicken, not just regular chicken, teriyaki. They put, put a little spice in there for Game you. changer. It's a game changer, and they make everything right there. Mayflower. It's, it's fresh for you, man. It's fresh. Pay them a visit. Tell them that we sent you. Yeah, do that. We're streaming video right now. Yeah, we are. On YouTube, Twitch, for the... Young folk. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. And uh, on YouTube, Darren Vaught joins us now. I can't see him, but if you're watching there, you can see him. Apparently, he's wearing a Met hat. This afternoon, when you join the drive, perhaps we could talk about what might have happened with the San Francisco Giants and the Mets over the last 24 hours in regards to Carlos Correa. But Darren, thanks for being up for us early this morning. Yeah, happy to do it. Um, I, I I don't even know. Is this the same show? Or are you just doing? Are you just doing the no, drive? In, this in is Jeffrey Slot. Are we? See, what are we doing here? We're just inter. <laughs> we're just interchangeable JGs. That's what we are. Where he's Jeffrey Griffin. I'm Josh Graham. This is Triad today with JG, and then the drive with JG is going to happen later today. I know you're right, a so big what- fan of having names put into acronyms. I know you yeah. love that. So I WD do, and do. GP are on the other side over there. Okay. All right, so hold on. So are we are we talking sports? What are we doing here? Here's what this we're going to is- do. I just want to introduce people to you and something that we do each week called Unusual Questions, the root of which was me asking Roy Williams a question after a loss to Marquette that led to him storming out of a press conference and me becoming a topic on all the ESPN shows, Charles Barkley calling me an idiot, which we addressed earlier this year. Me and Chuck, we, we, we made nice, which was, which was great. And then Roy, the next game after a Syracuse loss, into the press conference, unbeknownst to me, he's like, hey, is Josh in here? It's on Zoom. And he, he says, hey, you know, me and Josh, we're good. I just thought it was an unusual question that he asked, which led to us creating a segment, of course, Unusual Questions, where we answer, you guessed it, unusual questions. Last week, guys, everybody made it out that I got mad at Josh and I left the press conference. That's not right. 
I thought it was an unusual question, and it's okay. It's time for Unusual Questions. It's okay. With Josh Gray. It's okay. If you have one for us that you would like us to answer, could be off the wall, could be sports, but probably not. 336-777-1600. Darren, give the people an example of what an unusual question sounds like. Okay, all right, so we are doing the same shtick. We, we, we are doing the same. You got you had one chance to maybe like show off some versatility, Josh, and you're just you're just bringing out the same stuff. I'm I'm a little disappointed. You're no you're no. I mean, you are a JG, but you're no J you're no JG in the sense that it's. I'm a hat. That's what you're saying. <laughs> All right, so I got one for you. Uh, I have Christmas gifts that I have to wrap today. Mm-hmm. Do you guys consider yourselves good at wrapping? With a W. Uh, okay. Don't, don't. If, if it's with an R, yes. If it's with a W, not so much. I remember when I was in Texas selling books door to door. I used to, we used to freestyle rap before we left after eating lunch at like 6.30 in the morning. Or no, breakfast at R- 6.30 in the R-A-P morning. R-A-P rap. R-A-P rap. That okay, is correct. Right. Yes. That's, that's what we would do in the mornings. But I am a terrible rapper. Uh, W-R-A-P rap. Because uh, every time Sarah Bradford drafts a gift for me, the first question that I get from the person who gets the gift, hey, did Sarah Bradford do this? <laughs> that's that's how that's I know. Good. It's they. I'm not a good rapper. Uh, are you a good rapper, Darren? I am. I was always sort of designated as a child to be the family rapper. So that most years... Like, if it was under the tree and it was wrapped, 90% of it, I did it. Um, I enjoyed it, too, as a kid. And, you know, it's I like making things neatly packaged as an adult. It, you know, I, I like I enjoy it for different reasons. But, uh, no, I, I like doing it. Let's go to Lance in High Point, who has an unusual question. Lance, what do you have? Morning, Josh. Good to hear you on the drive to work, not just the drive from work. Yeah, it works two ways. What do you have for Darren, GP, Will, and I? Yes, sir. So, a lot of people talk about is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not. Let's flip this around a little. What's a movie you like, you enjoy, that has nothing to do with Christmas, but if you could, could make it a Christmas movie? Do whatever that looks like. In, inject Christmas scenes to it. What's a film you would like to make a Christmas movie that? currently is not oh my gosh you're right up my alley thanks for the call lance and the answer i thought about this actually in the last week it's crazy good fellas i'd like to make that a christmas movie you know the scene where all the christmas decorations are in the bar when robert de niro says keep them here or i guess that was pesci keep them here we can make that a christmas movie can't we yeah um american psycho is a christmas movie yes you like Whitney Houston? You like Huey Lewis in the news? All right, I got it. Hey, oh! <laughs> uh, when is, here's a question I have. Darren, when's the absolute best, or do you have an answer to that question? Sorry. Um, I mean, it was sort of in jest. But, oh, that's right. American Psycho is a great answer to American that. American Psycho is, uh... When is the absolute best, the, the absolute latest time that you've bought a Christmas gift? See, we're approaching that time. It's the 23rd. When's the absolute latest? Uh, today's the 22nd, and I'm, I'm going to pick, oh, is it? pick one up today. 
<laughs> I already said the 23rd was the time. <laughs> my, my schedule's all messed up. So you're picking up one today. Have you ever done Christmas Eve? I mean, I'm I'm sure I have. I I historically have not been good at gift giving. So there have been scramble moments, yes. Uh, I'm on top of my stuff this time. I just... We did the purchase beforehand, pick it up later thing. Let's squeeze in one more unusual question from the audience. Dave and Clemens, you're on Triad today. Dave, what's your unusual question? What's up, JG? I'm like Darren Sproles, man. I can return punt, return kickoffs, line me up in the slot, be a running back. I can be in the morning or the afternoon. Good morning, guys. My morning, unusual dude. Christmas question <laughs> is, if you're given a gift for Christmas that you don't like, is it acceptable to re-gift that gift to somebody else? Darren, thanks for the call, Dave. Whew. Um, I think this depends. Like, if it's in a setting where the person you're re-gifting it to saw you receive it, this is maybe a little taboo. I'm a big believer in gift receipts, and we shouldn't be offended if someone doesn't like what we got them because we're all different people. Um... Just go exchange it. Don't even bother giving it to somebody else. Like, hopefully, they got you a gift receipt and you can just exchange it for something else for you. That's well said. Darren, we're actually out of time, but I appreciate you being <laughs> up for us this morning. Of course, anytime. Well, no, not anytime, but you know, today it was, it was okay. Talk to you this afternoon. Make sure you're listening around 5 30. Darren will be joining our afternoon show. See you, buddy. Cool. See you guys. Try it today with Jeffrey Griffin, only on WSJS. Live from Tampa, Wake Forest Director of Athletics, John Curry, will join us at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. Good morning. Josh Graham in for Jeffrey Griffin on Triad today. Let's jump right into this. Joining us from Charlotte is BDOT, six man of Carolina basketball, in arena host for the Tar Heels, Greensboro Swarm, Charlotte Hornets. He does it all. He was out last night at the Hornets, or not the Hornets, at the Hornets Arena where the Jumpman Invitational was going on, and North Carolina basketball beat the Michigan Wolverines. It was... A tight game, North Carolina, leaned on its starters. <laughs> All five of them played at least 25 minutes. 72 of the 80 points they scored in the game were scored by what's described to be the core four, the four starters that came back from last year. It even goes deeper than that. They attempted 58 shots last night. 50 of the shots were taken by those four players. So, North Carolina, a winner last night. And I think I hear our guy B-Dot, who's now joining us here in the morning. B-Dot, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me, bro? I can hear you great. Now, this let... is crazy because I'm actually doing a radio show while doing a radio show as we're promoting your afternoon radio show. He does it all, man. It's amazing. You do do it all. And I'm going to let you have the responsibility of explaining what a game we call grammar school is. Our grammar school is simple, okay? I have three urban words or phrases that I deliver to Josh Graham. He has to get two out of the three correct 
in order to be successful. And we do this because, you know, a lot of times we're in the locker rooms, whether it's at, uh, you know, at Carolina Panthers or Carolina Tar Heels or Charlotte Hornets. And, you know, there's a lot of jargon being used. And I just want to make sure that my boy Josh Graham can follow along in the conversations. Like, like Josh Graham, what is cap? It means like you're lying. Exactly. <laughs> See, we learned that. That's Those are the types of things we learned. Josh, what does it mean to tee up? Oh, that means like to get excited, like to get. There was, you see what I'm saying? That is what grammar school is all about. Turn me friend. up. Turn me up. He's 10 toes down. Now, Josh, if we play today, I have my friend here, Larry, because I'm on his morning show here in Charlotte, and he will be a lifeline for you. Okay, Larry, let's get this thing going. It's called oh, grammar school. Let's play the game. Josh Graham has his own way of speaking. In high school, he didn't play sports, but he did wear a helmet. And just when you think it can't get any worse. My English teacher wanted to flunk me in junior high. Thanks a lot. Next semester, I'll be 35. Josh is going to attempt to learn B-Dot's vernacular. I'm from the old school. I got a street knowledge. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's time for B-Dot's Grammar School. Presented by Heritage Hardwood Floors. When it comes to flooring, they have no ceiling. Okay, B-Dot. Heritage Hardwood Floors. Double shouts for them this week. Absolutely. Um, this is grammar school. I just told you how it's played. This is season two. So in season two, we've added a wrinkle. Josh likes to test me with the word of the caucastic persuasion to set the tempo. Where are we at, Josh? We were just talking about Christmas classics. Do you know the movie White Christmas? Can you tell me anything about that movie? White people are in it. Correct. That's It's in black and white. <laughs> it's not in black and white. <laughs> Rosemary Clooney is a white person, as is Danny Kay and Bing Crosby. That's good Let's enough go. for me. Let's go. Get us started. Wow, you're off to a great start. White Christmas is white people in it. B dot nailed it. All right, what do you have? All right, man. What does it mean if someone says it's up? Oh boy. It's up, Josh Graham. It's up. Oh. And a lot of times if it's up, then it's stuck. It's 7.50 in the morning. Okay. It's up. I'm going to get us started by going to my lifeline, Larry. 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 No limit. What does it mean to be up and and stuck, I guess? No limit, Larry. What does it mean if it's up? Josh, think about it's up. Think about you being angry. Think about being angry. Oh, if it's up, then we've got beef. And we're going to have to scrap. There you go. There you go, yeah. my boy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're off to a good start. Thanks, Larry. Let's go. Right. Up next, what does it mean to pop off, Josh Graham? To pop off. Oh, I know this. Pop off mm-hmm. means that you're you're just going off on somebody. It kind it could mean that it's up if it's up and you're stuck. You could be getting mad at somebody and pop off on them. <laughs> Give him another bell. Let's go, no, Josh Graham. No. Oh, <laughs> we're rolling this morning. Yeah. All right. All right, Josh. To go three for three. Perfect record before 8 a.m. <laughs> what does it mean to get slumped? Oh, no. <laughs> WD. 
GP, do you know this, GP? No, no, you don't know what I've got. GP knows this? I know it. All right, GP, get in here, baby. All right, I already won. I want GP to get some shine here. GP, what is it? To kill over. That means to get slumped is to kill over? To get killed? No, no. Oh, that's not it. Wait, what to get killed? Is that was that the final answer? To get killed? No, like to no. kill over, to like fall to out. Over, fall out. Yeah. No, like you know, like you slumped over. No, like, no, 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 no. Oh. That is inaccurate. No. Okay, what's no. it mean? It's about being out with your friends, Josh. To get slumped means to get knocked out. That's what get slumped. Oh. Uh. <laughs> no, getting knocked out's a lot different than <laughs> you're yeah, still kicking it. If, if somebody gets slumped, they sleep. Night, night. <laughs> Night, 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 night. Somebody gets slumped and go sleep. Yeah, that's Hunter great. Dickerson almost got slumped last night. <laughs> bye, bye, Armando Bacon. That part. That part. <laughs> All right, on the way out, that's been grammar school. One last thing yep. uh, for you, Dot. How was it last night? It was a home game, man. It was the Smith Center in the Spectrum, dude. Like it was amazing. I sat right beside two Michigan fans who live in Tennessee. They drove back to Michigan, right? I mean, right back to Tennessee after the game. But um, even they were like, they they appreciated how respectful we were, even though we were passionate Carolina fans last night. Last night was great for the boys to get punched and to punch back and then to really take over the game after that. And um, it was just good, man. It was great energy just seeing all the stars in the building, man, folks walking around. You're seeing Coach Roy right there. Let me say this about Coach Roy Williams. Coach Roy Williams is just a basketball junkie. After the game, 90% of the Spectrum Center leads because the doubleheader are the women's version of Florida versus Oklahoma. Nobody's there but the Florida family members and the Oklahoma family members and Coach Roy Williams and Wanda. Still sitting there courtside watching women's basketball at 10, 30, 11 o'clock. This guy's just a junkie, Josh, and we love it. I love to see it, too. Dot, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. And, um, hey, same to you, man. I love, love, I love you, bro. you, bro. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> Tea up for Christmas. Thanks, Larry. Good to talk to Larry and you and that. There he goes. There they go. Good morning. It's Triad Today with Jeffrey Griffin. If you were expecting JG this morning, well, you got one, just not the normal host of this show. Jeffrey Griffin out this morning. Josh Graham filling in. You can listen to me in the afternoons as well, where I've been the last four and a half years here at SJS, 3 to 6 p.m. We had John Curry on earlier this hour, and here's how great of an AD John Curry is. He's at all the sporting events for Wake Forest, whether it be men's basketball, and now he's at, in Tampa with the Wake football team that's playing Mizzou tomorrow. But... At the end of our conversation, he made sure to note that he was going to be watching from Tampa as the Wake women's basketball team plays today against Rhode Island at the Joel, and he said they'd be playing at 2 o'clock. He texted me right after our conversation and said, Josh, Josh, it's a 1 o'clock tip. 1 o'clock tip. Make sure people know that. So 1 o'clock tip for Megan Jebbia's group today in Winston-Salem. Somebody that knows the triad very well 
is a guy that I've been following for a long time. SB Nation back in the day, CBS Sports, I think he'd done stuff for. And of course, the last two years with the NC Rabbit Hole, a substack that you should be subscribed to if you love the state of North Carolina. Shout out to Oak Ridge right down the road from our studios here in Kernersville. Also works at Wake Forest University. It's Jeremy Markovich, a first-time visit on WSJS. And Jeremy... You had quite the project that you'd worked on in the last couple of weeks trying to figure out, man, the perfect North Carolina Christmas song. There's that old country song talking about writing the perfect country and Western songs of David Allen Coe. But uh, this is the perfect North Carolina Christmas song that you were tasked of finding because we don't really have one of those, do we? We well see. Here's the thing about that. We have a lot of Christmas songs that reference North Carolina. We don't really have ones that are like very extremely North Carolina. Like if you listen to any, like mostly any any Christmas song, with a couple exceptions, it, they're 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 very much about Christmas. Like with like some minor twist or variation on it, you know. So it's like even if so, there are like songs like. Like Charlie Daniels and the Marshall Tucker Band have actual like Carolina Christmas songs, and like even the Squirrel Nut Zippers back when they were back when they were yes. ha- had Carolina Christmas, but it's just very like there's like one tiny little reference to like it being kind of warm on Christmas, and the rest of it is more so like and we all hung around with family and dad you know got drunk and whatever like it's it's very much just like a Christmas song with like. Carolina no references to cheer wine or barbecue or anything like that no no so so I figured and so my inspiration was now there are like Kentucky Christmas songs and they're like super bleak um (laughs) I will I will read you this is the opening verse of Kenny Rogers Kentucky homemade Christmas uh they shut down the mine last summer we're getting by on welfare it's Christmas Eve I'm walking home not a dollar to my name night is almost on me a night I'm almost dreading no store-bought gifts to open but there will be Christmas just the same like like that like that that that's Kenny Rogers singing about Kentucky that's how he chooses to start that's like I can picture people in Kentucky listening to that the way that people listen to born on uh born in the USA on the 4th of July yeah, yeah, it's it's really dark, and so I'm like, well, okay, I don't want that for North Carolina, but what what if we could come up with something for North Carolina that was very much like, I don't know, like more of a nod to what this state is all about, and like now this is the this is the disclaimer is that like you can't be like, oh, North Carolina, like oh, it's all about like one thing because it's really not. It's about a million different things, and like trying to boil it down to one Christmas song is you're you're gonna lose no matter what. But we tried anyways. And so what I did was I went over to uh, my website where, where we, I kind of need to talk about ridiculous North Carolina things called ncrabbithole.com um, and just asked people, like, if you could contribute a line to a North Carolina Christmas song, just like give me one line, like one at a time. And and we'll take those lines. And the, 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 the initial idea was to like, OK, you do one line and then the next person comes along and they do the next line. Um, but that was like a recipe for chaos and that didn't really work. And so what we did, what I ended up doing was just kind of pulling the best lines from each about 40 or 45 different, different, uh, people that chimed in and tried to arrange those into a song that if you had any musical talent, you may be able to sing or maybe able to set the music or, or whatnot. Okay. So I have in front of me here, the lyrics to this, and here's the Mm -hmm. thing. 
I read it to WD and GP behind the scenes, and they're like, can we record this now? Uh, who who wants to jump on this? Because it really is a perfect North Carolina Christmas song. I'll read a little bit of it here. It's Christmas time in the Tar Heel State, so we're so we're we're so purple, we're feeling blue. I could be in the mountains or at the beach, but I'd rather be with you. It's Christmas time in the Tar Heel State. Time to pop a Yuletide brew. Please don't let Santa Claus be late. My cigarettes are down to a few. A little country, but always proper. Take off your sweater, twist it round like a helicopter. Raise a glass of cheer wine to Longleaf Pines and Kudzu, uh, Kudzu Vines. To you, to yours and mine, we'll all be fine. It's Christmas time in the Tar Heel State. We'll spread the cheer with barbecue. I'll pair some whiskey with my pork, but I'd rather be with you. It's Christmas time in the Tar Heel State. Come winter, there's much to do. We'll hang our sock up in blowing rock, but I'd rather be with you. But I'd rather be with you. I'd imagine you've had great feedback on this, Jeremy Markovich. Where are we at? Uh, well, so I've had some people say they were going to set it to music, at least two or three. Again, like, I have GarageBand on my phone. I can't really do this very well. Um, so, like, and, and the funny thing was I've had other people say, like, how could you possibly skip over uh, a couple extra lines? I'll just read a couple of them. Um, let's see. Uh, I was walking past a coal ash pond covered in snow. It oh, made wow. for a great Christmas picture, everyone aglow. Um, skip that one. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Grandpa Bubba blew a tire, rolling over black walnuts in a sack. And Aunt Sister stirring Velveeta into her cheese and mac. Like so, there's a lot. Of, there's actually a lot of um, like, like sort of like passive aggressiveness toward aunts and uncles in the kitchen messing around with food. Um, that that seems to be like a sub theme that I I couldn't like if if I had I could probably take some of those and arrange it into a second song. Like if we're gonna do the backside of the LP, you know, like like we could do that. Um <laughs> or or like the Taylor Swift 3 a.m. drop. She'll drop the album yeah. at midnight and as soon as you mentioned the aunts and uncles complaining and such, uh GP just felt seen. Like I'm looking at GP right now. Is that a fair depiction right now? Very fair. That's a very fair depiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he felt seen on that. Jeremy Markovich, ncrabbithole.com. Learn more about this. We'll see. We'll follow this. Maybe Hayes Permar can get it over to Super Chunk and they can record something like this, figure it out. Uh, on the way out, how excited have you been to follow what's happened this year at North Wilkesboro Speedway, getting the the all-star race next year and this racetrack coming back to life? This is this is one of those things where, like, go, don't go back and read, like, your predict. Like, nobody can predict the future. And uh, I'd, I've been writing about North Wilkesboro for a very long time, and I think back in, like, the original time that I wrote about it, I said, oh, like there was a quote from somebody in Wilkes County. It's like, well, all you need to reopen that place is a billionaire who loves racing and doesn't mind losing money. And I'm like, that person does not exist. Um, and and lo and behold, it all came together. Like all like it was one of those uh, situations where every piece had to fall perfectly. And it did. And I am just amazed by what is happening out there. I was at the race uh, back in August when, when Dale Jr. was there mm. and had no idea that the All-Star game, All-Star race was in the works and just thought it was an amazing experience. I really felt something, which is not something that you really ever, I don't ever do at sporting events. You know, I used to cover them and not really be a gigantic fan. And, and it's, it, I, I was like, this is, there's something happening here. And then I didn't know that what was going to happen was the All-Star race. So it's, it is amazing to watch what has happened there to watch that place come back and just, just feel all the love for that place. I'm like, I don't, nobody, there's no, there's no hate for that place. I, it's, it's amazing to me that just, there's just a hundred percent love for, 
for that venue and that place and and those folks. It's just it's just been great. Ryan McGee is a great friend of mine from ESPN who loves that mm-hmm. place and loves racing too. And as soon as it opened up, he was having PTSD being from Rockingham and saying, all right, well, you're going to fire this thing back up, but what's it going to look like a year from now or two years from now? Um, yeah. Getting the all-star race back, it's just been, you said it best, It's no one could have predicted that this could happen this quickly and all the pieces had to align. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and Ryan's a good guy, and I think the interesting thing is, like, Rockingham's coming back. I mean, so they, they just repaved it. So you're getting all of these kind of legacy tracks getting a, 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 at least at least some renovation and a fresh look and um and that's and that's been great it's been great to watch i was at that race about 10 years ago in rockingham when the truck series came back too and and uh that was also something magical and uh but i think the conditions at, at north wilkesboro i think there's there are fewer headwinds there than there were at rockingham 10 years ago and i'm really excited to see what happens even beyond this all-star race and what what they decide to do there and what what happens he's so. on He's on Twitter at Deftly Inane. Read his stuff, ncrabbithole.com. We'll see if we can hear this song before it's all said and done, your North Carolina Christmas song that will be a classic if somebody were to record it. Jeremy, thanks for the time. It's good to chat with you and have you on the station for the first time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Rise and shine. Good morning, good morning. Good Good morning, good morning. morning. It's Triad Today with Jeffrey Griffin. This song reminds me. This is Hey Jealousy by the Gin Blossoms. Last year, I was in Winston, and my favorite brewery is Incendiary Brewing. Probably shouldn't have said that on the radio because it's kind of still like a low-key spot. Don't want everybody knowing about. Sorry. Yeah. Those who know, know. And there were a lot of people. It was like Labor Day weekend. A lot of people, a lot of people were out at like a they were having a concert out there there was some live music outside of the brewery and this song started to play i'm like oh man this song was a jam who sings this oh the gin blossoms and then i look up on stage and there's a banner that says the gin blossoms and the gin blossoms were performing this song i didn't realize it was them actually in winston-salem somebody i'm sure who appreciates that long story that i just told that i probably could have told in 15 seconds is Hayes Permar, who's never long-winded at all, from Sports Channel 8, joining us to play Skips or Plays with Hayes momentarily. Hayes, I'm on in the morning here on Triad Today, filling in for Jeffrey Griffin, who you know is the voice of the Joel Coliseum for as long as he's sure. been there. All right. What, oh, wait, how- wait, hold on, hold on. i got to get a couple things before we move on. One, do you have to have the initials JG to host this show? Is that like Was that one of the requirements? Contractual. Like you, so you, there was a good chance that you were going to get the nod just just by virtue of uh, your name. That's right. Second of all, it's December the twenty second. Why are we playing Gin Blossoms coming into the segment and not some good old fashioned Christmas music? Will Dog, what's going on there? Well, because we got to okay, say, let me break, let me break, gotta... let me break you guys up real quick because <laughs> earlier this week, <laughs> Hayes is still fuming at salty. WD because on our show we played skips or plays with Hayes and Permar was upset. I think he might have said some hurtful things about WD I'm re- I'm really upset. for the Christmas songs that he chose. I think he even said, are you messing with me? Is this a <laughs> troll? To quote Dabo Sweeney, this, uh, we had, it was a problem. So WD wants another shot. He wants to try oh, and make this right. There, before we get there, my final thing, I not only have a story similar to yours, 
it might actually be the gin blossoms and that like I can't it's huh. either gin blossoms, toad the wet sprocket, somewhere in that like nineties, southern rockish, you know, maybe it made it on the radio, but more likely you heard it at like a you know, college, you know, <laughs> concert or whatever. But it was very similar. We were at a bar in Charlotte and and, and I can't remember who it was. And they have been uh Deep Blue something, Breakfast at Tiffany's. I don't know, it's always it it's always that genre though, because I was in Raleigh on a street corner and somebody started to play. It's hard to say what it is. Yeah. I see. It's, I'm like, oh, was, Sister Hazel. I'm like, that's actually Sister Hazel, and this is sad. Yeah. That that might be the one it was, but regardless, we were walking by, and they have been even like a, a sporting event we were down there for. We were walking by a bar that wasn't that big, and somebody was playing one of those like '90s songs, and we stopped and we're like. This is a really good version of this. Like, wow, kudos <laughs> to this little, you know, band that just plays on weekends. And then we started looking, and we we're like, wait a minute. I, I think that is Sister Hazel or, or whoever or Hattota, whoever it was. It was the actual band. And just, you know, our thought of them was 90s where they were, you know, maybe even playing big sold-out concert spaces. And now, you know, two decades later, they're still making a little money, but they're basically just playing the same tunes at smaller venues. The, so, o- uh, the, so the yeah. other time that's happened to me was uh, in Greenville, America, where I went to school. Uh, I heard somebody playing Colt 45, and it was Afro Man when I walked in, which was great. <laughs> a great surprise. Now let's get to... Skips or plays with Hayes Christmas edition. Hayes Permar is somewhat of a renaissance man, an expert in the finer things, but he hangs his hat on music. Loves this God, and he's no friend of Satan. He was like, oh, six, getting busy with his sticks, been watching Big Mike and Lil Trick. I just need a Zion and someone he can dunk on. Today, Hayes will decide if this music is smash or trash, blows or blows. It's time for skips or plays with Hayes. WD, it's your second shot. Make the most of it. Oh, I will. Christmas songs. Mm. Are you doing traditional Christmas songs? What is the category? Qualify it for me. I mean, it's it's going to be traditional but good Christmas songs. In my opinion, they're yeah, good. Those things aren't mutually exclusive. Let's see where you... <laughs> Let's see where you opened up here. Your first Christmas song is what? It is Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow by Gloria Estefan. Gloria Estefan's an interesting choice. Is she going to sing? Shut up. Permar? All right, this is a little tricky. I mean, I, I like this song, and I love uh, Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. That's part of my childhood growing up. But I uh, I don't know, like, where, where is it snowing in Gloria Estefan's world, right? Like, her whole thing is, like, South Miami, you know, Cuban, Latin American culture. Hey, let it snow, like we're in the mountains. You don't you believe know, her. You don't believe her. It's not believable at all, bro. Nah, nah, we're, we're skipping it. Get out of here. I, I want her to. I want to do the conga. I do not want to uh, frolic in the snow with Gloria Estefan. Hayes Burmar is the type. He goes to an Italian restaurant. He's like, "Where's the guy that's wearing the tank top with the hair sticking out of his chest? If it's not, if it's not that, it's not real to me. I'm not eating it." 
Not going to do it. Okay. So that's a skip. What's next? <sighs> All right. Uh, this Christmas by Donnie Hathaway. Donnie Hathaway? This is. No, this is Sally. This is good. Let it roll. Alright. This is a absolute play. This is like maybe a top ten Christmas song, both artist and version. And in fact, one of the uh, the albums I mentioned last time uh, we did this was Original Soul Christmas. Now, this Christmas was not on the Original Soul Christmas album originally, but it has been amended and added to the more recent version. So I count it as part of there. It's one of the greatest Christmas songs. This Christmas is fantastic. The only version of this song that is better than the Donny Hathaway version is, of course... The early 90s Patti LaBelle version yes. where she comes out at the Christmas tree lighting on the National Lawn. Yes. And the backup singers don't come with her and the cue cards are wrong and she goes full diva and she's half doing this song. She's like, where are my backup singers? This Christmas. It is an incredible video. I know. But this is a play and it's the only, the, it's the second best version of the song only to be taught by Patti LaBelle going full diva. Permar's not, he's not underselling that. You need to see that Patty Lavelle uh, version if you haven't. Okay, Mm -hmm. so we have one skip, one play. What do we have to close things out? Are you going to make right with Hayes Permar? Do they know it's Christmas by Band-Aid? Oh, God. (laughs) Better than Christmas shoes. It is better than Christmas shoes. This this one is about a tough relationship, right? It's like easy to write this one off because it's like, wait, did they just do We Are the World but make it Christmas? And they kind of did. I mean, that's basically what this was, right? It was the B-side to, to We Are the World. There's good versions of that. I don't know. The Christmas mood is striking me. I go back on sports on this one, but right now... It's a play. Thank God it's them instead of you tonight. It's a play. Hey, Spermar. You told me something I didn't know. Oh, Holy Night is my favorite Christmas song. And you told me something I didn't know about it last week. Yes, it was written by an atheist and a Jew commissioned by a priest over in France. They needed a Christmas song. And, uh... The the guy who... The the person who got the... uh, I forget if the Jewish guy wrote the music or the poem, but then it was translated by a a fierce abolitionist here just before the Civil War. And the third verse, he kind of rearranged some of the words, but he made it say, uh, um, I forget the exact line, but the slave is our brother and all oppression shall shall cease. And there were a lot of churches that uh, weren't on board with that. So the third verse did not get sung as much uh, throughout the years, but it has now made a resurgence and is a uh, great part of the song. It's a good song. It's not one of my all-time favorites, except for uh, at the church I grew up in, there was like that one lady in the choir who's singing in the choir. She treated it as if she was like Patti LaBelle at the Natural Christmas Tree Lighting or even bigger things. Like The choir was good, but to her, it was next level. And she always, every Christmas, she did the Oh Holy Night solo. And it became, it's one of those things where even if it wasn't great, you look forward to, I mean, it was great, but even if it wasn't, you know, epic, 
it was the version that you came, became used to at your church every Christmas. And because of that, I always thank Jan Anderson for her lovely rendition of Oh Holy Night. It's a good one. NCRabbitHole.com, Jeremy Markovich put together some lyrics for a Christmas song. For those who missed it when Jeremy joined us last hour, this is what he came up with, a North Carolina Christmas song that is perfectly North Carolina. It's Christmas time in the Tar Heel State, so we're so purple, we're feeling blue. I could be in the mountains or at the beach, but I'd rather be with you. It's Christmas time in the Tar Heel State. Time to pop a Yuletide brew. Please don't let Santa Claus be late. My cigarettes are down to a few. A little country, but always proper. Take off your sweater. Twist it around like a helicopter. Raise a glass of cheer wine to Longleaf Pines and Kudzu Vines. Kudzu Vines, got it. To yours, yeah. yeah, to yours and mine, we'll all be fine. It's Christmas time in the Tar Heel State. We'll spread the cheer with barbecue. I'll pair some whiskey with my pork, but I'd rather be with you. It's Christmas time in the Tar Heel State. Come winter, there's much to do. We'll hang our sock up in Blowing Rock, but I'd rather be with you. But I'd rather be with you. Permar, we got to get music attached to this. Get Super Chunk on it. I've been I've been trying to put some music to it. There's a reason why I've become a parody artist and not a uh, an original artist. A, it's it's just a lot harder to write original music, right? Like I'm better at rearranging lyrics. And then B, in my head, I start to, I, I I can never be a songwriter because every time I get one line and I think it's good, I stick it in my head for a while and it, 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 immediately or inevitably, I'm like, nah, I think this starts to sound like another song I know. Like every song I know seeps in and I can't escape the fact that I think that I might be unintentionally plagiarizing. Does that make sense? So like sure. every time I think I've got an original tune, I'm like, so what do we need to do? What do we need to do now? We got about a minute. What do we need to do? Um, get somebody better than uh, than, <laughs> than I am at writing music. Uh, nah, but it's uh, it's a good tune. I like it. Uh, I have to take credit for the. I could be at the mountains or at the beach, but I'd rather be with you. I also, if I write it, I'm gonna have to, you know, arrange lyrics a little bit to make it fit music. But we're definitely taking out for the for the part that's uh, raise a glass of cheer wine to the kudzu vine and the longleaf pine, to yours and mine, and all the swan. we got to put the swan in there for rhyming like that, right? Yes. To yours and mine and all the swan, it's Christmas time in the Tar Heel State. That's, uh, I think I'm going there with it. I've got actually a tune that I could – I've got one. I just don't think it's that great. And that's oftentimes creatives like us, by the time you get deep into the project, it's time to put it out. You're like, is this even good anymore? So I don't know. Maybe, maybe by next Christmas it'll surface. Hayes Permar, Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for doing this. Same to you guys. Look forward to uh, John Gillum guest hosting uh, the show in the future. (laughs) Uh, That's a great pull. Hayes Permar, joining us from Sports Channel 8.